2: And sports alone. Yes. Yes. We're going to talk conference realignment. We're going to be talking about uh, COVID-19 and um, the lying bastards who couldn't leave our kids alone. Except for they should have. More proof of that exists today. And, uh, well, the U.S. Women's National Team failed. Failed failed miserably and we're gonna talk about all of those things i'm andrew coppins he's padoni and you're tuned in to critical thinking why hello mr padoni how are you on this fine monday afternoon because we are recording shows on monday afternoon now
3: uh it's monday you say that every day day
2: when i ask you how you're doing It's whatever day it is. And then You're, it's the worst co-host known to man.
3: Just the worst. Yet you have told me on multiple occasions that you wouldn't do this show with anyone else.
2: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So what does that tell you about my uh, judgment?
3: (laughs) Either your judgment really sucks or you're really desperate. I don't know.
2: Could be both. Could be both, Pat. Could be both. But we have a lot to get into because uh, the Pac-12 decided to implode while we were away. Um, Not so shocked on that part, but... um,
3: That's an understatement, but yeah. I
2: I, I will just say this. The Conference of Champions didn't champion themselves very well. Just going to say that. They were bad champions of themselves because they couldn't put a TV deal together to save their lives. Despite the Big Ten, by the way, no longer being on ESPN and its lineup of of uh, products available. Whoops, and then apparently uh, Apple TV fell apart, and and we'll talk all about those things. We're gonna uh, I, but we've got to start, Pat. I think first with the U.S. Women's National Team. I know you're not a big soccer fan. I know that. I am not a massive women's soccer fan because I find the game, while it's increasing in its watchability, to still not be very watchable. There are a lot of very basic fundamental mistakes being made on, quote-unquote, the highest level of the game. Things that you wouldn't necessarily see game in and game out in the men's game, I would say even on a high school or collegiate level. You know, uh, people with their dominant foot just literally slicing uh, the ever-loving crap out of the ball uh, to the point where it ends up on the other side of the field where you were trying to kick it straight. That might happen, don't get me wrong. It can happen, and it can happen at the highest level of the men's game, but those are the few and far-between moments that get on Twitter, right? Because they're
3: few and far between. Those are the come on man moments.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like yeah. for real.
2: Now, I'm going to preface this by saying I don't root against the U.S. I, look, you can have your politics and your political opinion. I'm not going to root against you. I hope that you're successful. I hope that you represent this country at the highest level as best as you possibly can. But I am going to say this. When you make... The, the statements that have been made when you kneel for the National Anthem, when you have made it very clear that you want trans dudes, so literally dudes, dudes to play women's sports, the very sport that made you as rich as you are at this point in time, when you are as unlikable as Megan Rapino and her ilk within the U.S. women's national team have been over the past five, six years. It's very hard to root for you on an individual level. It is very hard to sit here and say, I can't wait to watch the women's national. I didn't watch a single one of their group stage matches. And by the way, this isn't uh, well. This was at two thirty in the morning, my time, or four in the morning, my time. No, had nothing to do with that, because I have I have routinely done that for the men's national team games. Like now, nah, definitely I'll do that. Like I will get up and I will watch. And by the way, I, there are people on the men's national teams uh, who whose politics I don't like. But guess what? That doesn't mean that they have disrespected, have any of them disrespected the flag, the crest that is on their chest? Absolutely not. Never. Have they turned it inside out? No. And by the way, Pat, they graciously have agreed to share the pot from their last World Cup in this World Cup. So 50-50 split. Ironically, where did the men go out
3: last time, Pat? I don't know, because I don't watch soccer.
2: The round of 16. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Where do the women go up? Round the of 16. round of 16. The men, for getting to the round of 16, made four times what the women made. If they would have won the World Cup. Now, I'm also an American, and... One of the things that make us unique is we love to win and we used to hate to lose. Yes, did I see some tears from these ladies? Absolutely, I did. But I also saw laughing and joking around and then we see... You know, prior to their game against Portugal, right, Megan Rapinoe and three other individuals stomping on the field like they've got cojones, like men parts, right? Oh, I've got big balls. Look at me. I'm Megan Rapino. We talked about that last time around. We watched them smiling and laughing and joking around on the pitch, not in the locker room, by the way. you want You want to do that? Do that in the locker room after you've processed what you've just done. But we have a level of expectation of this group, right? This is a group that has dominated to the point, Pat, where there's only one team in this entire tournament that is left that has actually won a World Cup. and That's Japan. And Japan won that World Cup because they beat us to do so. So congratulations to them. But we have dominated this sport for 30 years. That, that's over. This team looked sluggish. It was not cohesive. They had no identity on the pitch. They had no care in the freaking... I don't give a bleep what these ladies tell us in interviews about their care for the game. Somebody who cares for the game doesn't do the things that they did pre- and post-game. Somebody who's caring and preparing for these big-time matches, that, that's not how that works. Is somebody who cares when they realize that they're in trouble. They work to fix it. Have we seen any of that? No. This was as predictable as predictable comes. Four goals in four games from the U.S. women's national team. They were the post away from not even making it to the match that they just lost. Oh, they lost by a millimeter. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They lost by a mile because they used to win by a mile. They used to win the final going away. It wasn't even a contest. Now, part and parcel of this is what? The rest of the world catching up athletically, investment-wise. And I thought, I can't really say it better than Will Kane said it on his Fox News radio show. And by the way, he is uh, one of the people that I like the most in sports because he just wants to concentrate on the sport. But he summed up exactly what's going on absolutely perfect.
4: And then I want to get your thoughts on this, Pat. It's not in our culture. It's not in our blood. We dominated women's soccer because we got to it first, because we were the least sexist. We got a leg up, about 30 years leg up. And we dominated, not because of tactics or skills, yes, because of athleticism, but because we invested in this. And in large part, what you're seeing with these women losing the round of 16 is the rest of the world is now catching up. Now the rest of the world has embraced women's soccer, or beginning to, and the gap has closed. So before you sit here and kneel before the anthem, kneel before the flag, and show shame in the United States of America, understand the United States of America is why you have those medals, why you have that fame, why you were put on a stage to dominate for 30 years. And now that you've climbed to the top of that ladder, had that head start, had that advantage, you want to yank the ladder up from behind you. You want to allow men to start joining so you can box out all the other girls that will come into soccer that will hope to follow in your footsteps. No, sorry, girls.
3: thoughts i i think he summed it up pretty well um i'm gonna liken this because i I don't watch soccer i've Mm -hmm. i've said this many times i I just me personally i don't find it that much of an entertaining of a sport that's just me personally my personal opinion okay i know there are a lot of people that i like it i know you like it it's great grand wonderful okay Uh, to each their own all that said um I think I think this general rule applies in in any sport and also in any profession. Liking this to the NFL and specifically the Colin Kaepernick situation, hmm. why he hasn't necessarily made it onto another NFL team. It has nothing to do with skill at this point. It has everything to do with the distraction. The distraction that it causes in the locker room. No coach wants to put up with that. Teammates don't want to put up with that. Even if they might politically align with someone like Colin Kaepernick, they don't want it in the locker room. They don't want it within the organization. Why? Because they want you 120% when you are there to be focusing on the sport, on your craft. The same thing is being said about the women's soccer team. You have... Megan Rapinoe, and however many others are, are involved in all of this political BS outside of there. Again, I'm not saying they can't believe in what they believe in. They, they, they are more than welcome to believe whatever they want. Yep. However, when they are on that field or when they are doing anything that is remotely related to Team USA and to women's soccer, it is 120% about soccer. There is no... I believe in this politics. Oh, I believe in this. Oh, I want I want to use this as a platform to further this cause. No, it is about the sport. You put in 120% into that sport, you put in all that focus, you win, you dominate that game. They didn't do that. It's just that that's the thing that just dumbfounds. And it goes for any profession, by the way. I have a whole nother profession outside of this. You have a whole other profession outside of this, right? I don't bring in what I do here into my work. I don't bring in my work there and what I do here. Why? Because I want to be 120% focused on what I'm doing. If I don't do that, then I'm not bringing really anything to the table. I'm leaving half of myself off the table to win a championship. It takes all of you. It takes everything that you've got, all that focus, drive everything. You, have to leave this kind of crap off the table. That's I, I argue. I don't want politics and sports because I just want the entertainment. I want I want to get lost in the right, sport. Right, I want to right. get lost in the game. This this takes away from your career from the player side of things. It takes away from that and, focus.
2: And and it goes to show because after the match, the 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 first question obviously given to Megan Rapinoe was about missing the kick and how she's feeling. And, you know, she kind of laughed it off, called it a sick joke or whatever, but you know, there, there are highlights out there of her in this last world cup, just sucking it up. Like, like I was telling you, I mean, she was missing, you know, she skied the, the, the ball, um, during the penalty kick, she does all these things. But to your point, Pat, the next question is, you're going to leave a legacy in this sport, and there's no question about it. She is a she won the Women's Footballer of the Year in 2019, okay? So mm-hmm. four years ago now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because she was the best player in the world. I mean, she was a great female soccer player.
3: No uh, questions I'm not out. denying her talent. I'm not yeah, denying her talent.
2: Nobody denies the talent. Mm. She won a World Cup, but she also has a pretty interesting legacy. Right? overall she has an absolute massive legacy on the pitch right they asked they ask her what are you most proud of of your legacy what are you most proud to have left this sport with because she's done she had announced that this would be her last tournament no matter what her answer take a take a wild guess what her answer was Pat
3: oh I'm guessing it has something to do with the woke female feminism transgenderism, Equal pay. Yes. Equal pay. Mm.
2: Fundamentally misunderstanding what just happened. She didn't get any equal pay. Nobody did. What is equal is the bonus structure that is paid out to the men and women going forward. The men and women earn the exact same now for their appearances on the national team. But for Megan Rapinoe, for Alex Morgan, for, let's not even include the big names on the team, for the people that just rode the bench, prior to this equal pay fight, they were having their entire contracts paid for by the U.S. Soccer Federation. They were employed by the United States Soccer Federation. They were paying their salary, whether that was in the NWSL or prior to the NWSL's existence, to play on the U.S. women's national team. The vast majority of them were making more money than they are now. By doing so. What did they do? They the The U.S. Soccer Federation said, oh, you want equal bonus pay? Well, guess what? You are not no, you are no longer being subsidized by the U.S. Soccer Federation for your NWSL salary, and NWSL, figure it out. So in some cases, these women that she advocates for, right, are being paid less today than they were yesterday because they're paying them per appearance. And oh, by the way, the bonus structure is something like $30,000 for the appearance. Right and and bonuses based off of performance within said tournaments. Now the women have more opportunities than the men, uh, in terms of of their ability to play on the national team level. I believe on a yearly basis, I'll have to look it up. But it's it's either equal or more. They ain't making the same as the men do playing in MLS and NWSL. Your legacy is equal pay, not, um, we just are witnessing the most competitive tournament of all time on the women's level. I am proud that we forced that to happen. I am proud to have been part of the growing legacy of this sport, the growth of this sport and become the face of the sport and led it to its pinnacle so far of competitiveness. Instead, equal pay. What? What you talking about, Willis? Speaking of what you're talking about, Willis, Pat, uh, we got to talk conference realignment, but let's do that following playing a little bit of the B or not the B. Sound like a good idea? Uh, It's always a good idea. Always.
3: With that, lay a headline on me at least once. Alrighty then, today's headline, Trump indicted for mocking U.S. women's soccer. Trump indicted for mocking U.S. women's soccer. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. Are you thinking about that Andrew Coppins, folks? It's Monday. That means i to go back to work, which means early mornings, which means you need that morning pick-me-up by going to coffeebrandcoffee.com, finding a favorite coffee brand or coffee flavor that you know that you're going to like. Um, and also maybe finding a flavor that you might want to try. I actually just saw, I think it was yesterday, yesterday on Facebook, they have a uh, blueberry cobbler out um, as a flavor. And I, I mean, I, I would, I love a good blueberry cobbler. Love it. Um, I would think that that flavor would be absolutely delightful. So Andrew, since I don't drink coffee, you might have to try that one for me. Mm-hmm. just saying um and and then I'll, I'll just live vicariously through you you know what what intrigues you about that option? Just the fact
2: that it's blueberry cobbler see here's the problem uh-huh, I hate blueberries what i like I shouldn't say it I like the flavor i uh-huh. hate blueberries it it's the same thing same reason why I hate peas and some other of these types of things. Because they're just mushy disgusting
3: baby food they're nasty oh see I, I I I have a blueberry yogurt every day. see
2: I understand that that you guys are about to become parents and you're probably testing baby
3: food but no i I eat yogurt for the I mean it's Greek yogurt yeah Greek blueberry yogurt love it it's a great source of protein.
2: I'm just not commenting on that. But yes, you can go to our fine friends at CoffeeBrandCoffee.com. Enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. Again, that is CoffeeBrandCoffee.com. Check out the other ones. I think they have the S'mores brand. I love the bourbon. Um, I'm enjoying the strawberries and cream with uh, extra cream in it. Um, It just brings the flavor profile up even more. So you, do you
3: do you, do you add the extra cream? Is that is that a use yeah you yeah yeah a
2: little sweet cream in there, and it just brightens the flavor up even more. Oh, fantastic! Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, we no, oh, never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. But you can go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code crypto and check out for five percent off of your purchase today. Uh, by the way, I do not need this headline. This is an obvious swing for the fences win a hundred dollars of central bank digital currency that, uh, we cannot touch because this is the Babylon B. Yeah.
3: Yeah. This was, winner, I, winner, I, I chose dinner. this one knowing that you were going to talk about the women's soccer team today. And I thought this would be funny. Uh, just, just throwing it out there. That's sad. That's it. Uh, um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that said, I think it's a great time for us to talk about some conference realignment. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, yeah, I, I have some various thoughts on this. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. first and foremost, Pat, um, question for you. Yeah. Is this all the big tens fault?
3: No. Wait, what? No, that's
2: all I heard on Twitter all weekend long.
3: It, it i i would i would actually argue that this has really nothing to do with the Big 10 in of itself other than what four of its teams went to the Big 10 sure mm-hmm. so other than that i i don't know that the Big 10 really had much to do with any of it
2: okay i think i'm, this gonna, had everything I'm going to, to agree do. with you and and i'm going okay. to postulate a theory as to whom the real culprit is
3: would it be the Pac-12 not getting their media rights deals?
2: Uh, you, you're in the ballpark.
3: Uh-huh. Television
2: rights. Television is what is doing this and has done it to this sport. It's very simple. The game, the name of the game starting would have been, what, the 2011 or 12 season? Yeah. <laughs> when exactly did Rutgers join uh wasn't it
3: 2014 is either 2014 or 2015
2: they officially accepted the invitation in November of 2012 so I think they started competition in 2013 or 2014
3: okay that that's what it was okay so that's what I was thinking okay okay ask yourself
2: one question why the hell did that happen along with Maryland by the way uh, why, well, why
3: Why were those two the invitees? I mean, one gets you the New York and the other one gets you the D.C. markets. It
2: gave you the two biggest marketplaces that were missing in your mm-hmm. Big Ten network profile, right? Right, right. So now the Big Ten network has to be carried in the homes of whom? Everybody living in the tri-state New York, Connecticut, uh, New Jersey network. And then the DMV, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. They weren't before. You got your number one television market, your number three television market in Chicago, and then when you go to L.A., you now have included your number two television market in the country. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So... My question then is, what the hell was the Big Ten supposed to have done back in 2012, 2011, 2012? Because let's also remember this. This was the era of the beginning of the college football playoff, right? Mm -hmm, Right. And what did the Big Ten really need to do? Add two teams to be able to control itself, or not control, but to get itself a what? Big Ten championship game. Right. And so it added Nebraska to do so, which was a value add in terms of brand recognition, but definitely not the TV. Now, when they go to renegotiate a new TV deal, they have what? They have the bull by the horns. Fox Mm -hmm. goes and says, okay, New York market, okay, DC market, you have to include this with all of our packages which only gives, what, more revenue to these areas, to the teams, to the Big Ten Conference. Other than, Pat, having the foresight to suggest that perhaps we live in an era, and hear me out on this, perhaps we will live in an era in the future in which those linear television rights won't matter as much, we could just offer our product as a streaming service. Other than the foresight of that happening and being the the league that would plant its flag in that direction, what were they supposed to have done? Because at this time, what else was happening? The SEC grew.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They they added they added Missouri and Texas A and M, so to be able to compete with that conference, also to be able to 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 try to basically guarantee yourself a spot in the playoff. If you especially if you win a, a conference championship with a pretty good record team, mm-hmm. you guarantee yourself that national playoff spot, mm-hmm. and that that's that's more. Whereas if you didn't do that, it's going to be SEC dominated. And then they're going to get all the recognition. So
2: why the piling onto the Big Ten? They didn't cause this situation. Back in 2011 and 2012, when these discussions were beginning, it was either get on board or become the Pac-12. That's what would have happened. The SEC would have gobbled up the Michigans and the Ohio states. The big 12 probably would have come from Minnesota and Wisconsin and Iowa, although I don't know that Iowa State would have allowed or loved that, right? You would have seen a picking off by the ACC of ironically, Maryland probably would have gone back, right? going to crawl back into their shell. Pun intended. (laughs) Um, That's a terrapin turtle. Yeah, yeah, I I got those. For those those of our audience who are not inclined to know the mascots of the various college athletics programs, which, Hmm. by the way, is one of the most insane skills that I have. Um, I literally can name every single 135 or 140 Division One FBS and likely every FCS program's
3: uh, nickname. Can do oh, it. we're gonna we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to test this someday.
2: Yep, many of people have, and many of people have gone away very quickly when they went. Ah. Uh... <laughs> but with that not being said, what were they supposed to have done?
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: become what the Pac-12 has become. Either you compete financially with the SEC and it's $40 million per annual, uh, per annuum, right? Per team, per school, $40, $50 million TV rights deals, or you become the, what the Pac-12 was. And they had what? $15, 20000000 million and could not compete on a national brand level, on a national recognition level. On the field, by and large, which is ironic because if you look at the first year of the uh, playoff, right, you had the opportunity to have Oregon, Stanford, and I believe it was Washington,
3: but it was Oregon, Stanford, and either that or USC. So I believe it was Washington because Washington was up and coming at that point. Yeah, it was one of those. It's
2: it great. was the. It was three schools. Three schools that went ah uh, bye bye later, right? I, I just again to the to the it's the Big Ten's fault. What were they supposed to have done at the time? You tell me what was the solution that wouldn't make them quote unquote the villain today? Were they supposed to react like they did with Rutgers in Maryland? Right? That's what That was a reactive move. We got to grab the audiences not realizing that they could have done that from a streaming perspective, all they wanted to have done. They didn't need the cord.
3: For, furthermore, if, if, if the Pac-12 were in the Big Ten situation, tell me that they wouldn't have done the same thing. They tried. They did it with Cal,
2: Cal or with Colorado stealing it from the Big 12 and with Utah from the Mountain West. They went and gobbled those two programs up to make the make the Pac-12, right? Right. That was their effort to try that. They got what the Denver market and the Salt Lake market, which are decently sized marketplaces for television, the, the best of the regionality that they could have maintained, right? Right. Oh, now now you've got. Uh, You've got UCS, USC and Oregon and and all these going all the way to New York, and I could fly from Michigan to wait for it. I could fly from Michigan to London faster. No, you
3: freaking couldn't. No, you couldn't. Mind you, what does that do to those teams being able to play in those markets? What does that do to what does that do for those programs and their recruiting? Yeah, You know, I, I, honestly, it changes the it, it's game. brilliant for those programs to do it.
2: Not only that, but, oh, by the way, their average travel inside the Pac-12, their average annual travel, it, it increases by a couple hundred miles at best in this new makeup. And that's coming from, you know, Arizona State. And, and their move to the Big 12. Their move to the Big 12 that they ended up doing they're going to increase by a couple hundred miles per year, their travel. Because it turns out traveling from Arizona to uh, Seattle, Washington is a little bit of a far trip.
3: I, uh, I will say this, though. I am, uh, I am very disappointed in the University of Utah.
2: What a bunch of whiny little bitches, by the way. My God, are they? I, I've never seen them be like this. I've never experienced them this way. I've seen them as a bunch of lovable morons, but
3: but lovable. They're just a bunch of pricks. I mean, come on! You're actually, in my my humble opinion, you're actually going into a step up conference from the Pac-12. First of all, a much more
2: competitive conference, especially in the basketball court, by the way.
3: Right. Also, by the way, um, you're going into a conference to where your most hated rival is that you are guaranteed now to play every year.
2: Yeah, so much for the agreement that they were about to cancel, right? Between Mm -hmm. uh, Utah and BYU.
3: Were they about to cancel that whole thing? That would have been stupid. That would have been absolutely stupid. I will say this, I I mean, because I'm not... I mean, I, I I semi root for the Utes because pretty much my entire in laws are all Ute fans. My you know, ex, with the exception of my wife, she's a Utah State fan. That's where she went to school. Yep. But everybody else pretty much went to the University of Utah. And I, I to to I will say this. You're right. That that whole that pretty much that program is a bunch of full of whiny babies.
2: Uh, they are literally the equivalent of Michigan State in the Big Ten. That that's who I believe they are. Yeah. They have a massive little brother complex somehow, some way, shape, or form. They think they are better than they actually are and more important than they actually are. They, th- they feel like they are entitled to rule the roost. But then when they don't rule the roost, they play the little brother card on you. Mm-hmm,
1: it, it, mm-hmm. it is
2: the dumbest of it all. But that being said, as I look at this going forward, folks... The only people to blame is college football itself. You can blame television. You can blame ESPN or Fox or whomever you want to blame. But at the end of the day, have I not sat behind this very microphone and given an absolute solution to it all? Go back to the way that it once was. Regionality matters, right? and you play a college football playoff based off of that regionality with 16 teams and and you go back to the amateur amateurization of it then the NFL is in charge of its own feeder system cuz that is the actual root of this problem right now is the NFL They have all the benefits of college football, right? And all the money that's invested in the athletes and invested in facilities and da 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 da. without any investment on their own. That game would change real damn quick if you were watching the Green Bay Packers U21 team, right? Because that's what you're watching on Saturday. Don't forget that. You're watching... U 21 and, and under league. That's what you're watching anywhere else in the world. And this is how this is structured. You want to go play for the university of Wisconsin. You can go play for the university of Wisconsin, but those are university rules, right? Would uh Fox and ESPN play, uh, pay billions upon billions of dollars for the rights to uh, the NFL U 21 league. No, and that's the rub. So again, TV man.
3: You, you didn't ask me why I was disappointed in University of Utah. By the way, I'm I'm disappointed in the fact that you didn't ask me why I wasn't dis- why I was disappointed. Okay, shoot. They should have joined the Big Ten. Damn it. What? Why? Because why the then I can of- have an excuse to watch my Buckeyes here live. It was a selfish reason, jerk. But you, but you you guys don't get the big 10 network
2: out there?
3: I mean, you have to pay for it, but sure.
2: Ah. Well, good news coming your way this fall though, Pat, because I'm pretty damn sure with the Pac-12 networks not being there, there's a spot for that. And then more importantly, um your Buckeyes are going to be able to play on three different potential over the top
3: set box Fox CBS and NBC. That's not the point, though. I actually wanted to go to the game, like actually watch live there. Oh, like center field, 50 yard line center field. Yeah, shut up. Leave me alone. You got me all flustered over this now. Thank you. I, I I was very upset because like, look, because then then I have an excuse to like if I wanted to go up to actual University of Utah and actually watch a game there, mm-hmm. I could watch my Buckeyes when they came out here. I could watch Wisconsin when they came out. It would give you an excuse to come out here, by the way, to go and watch your Badgers just wall up the crap out of them. Um, so, yeah, I, red and white versus red and white. Yeehaw.
2: Right. Two progressive universities going at it. <laughs> Seriously, Utah oh. is one of the most progressive universities out there right now.
3: Oh um, no you know I don't disagree with that either. hence and, why you see
2: the double U on their uniforms and not the old uh,
3: block U with the block U with the, the feather. feather yeah yep, yep. that was my high school mascot by the way. By the way,
2: I, I don't mind the double U on the helmets. they're actually not bad. It's just how woke really can you get? Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Anywho, that all being said, look, conference realignment sucks for tradition. It does. There's no question about it. But here's yeah. here's the rub on all of this. There have been traditions throughout the ages that we don't do anymore, right? Throughout yeah. human history. College football has had its traditions, and that's what makes it great, grand, wonderful. Regionality and you know, you could you could see the SEC style, and you could know when a Big Ten what you what you could expect in the Big Ten, and the Pac twelve is going to be no defense, all offense. Same with the Big Twelve, right? With the exceptions of, few, of a few programs, right? You're going to see a ton of offense, all sorts of weirdness, wackiness, blah 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 blah. I get it, and I understand that. But college football has evolved a lot. The University of Wisconsin is about to not look like Ron Dane in three yards in a cloud of dust anymore. So. You know, Ohio State doesn't look like that either anymore.
3: Uh -uh. They haven't for years.
2: So all of that being said, I I get it. It's going to take a while to adjust. But new and different doesn't always mean bad. And as far as I'm concerned, USC, Oregon, playing Wisconsin every year or every other year or every three years is awesome. Yeah, it is I agree. fantastic. Well, it used to be called the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and you know which games were the most competitive games Wisconsin played? Go look at the Orange or go look at the Rose Bowls. They lost to Oregon. They thought you couldn't compete with Oregon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. Right? Oh, you you're not gonna compete with USC in the uh holiday bowl. We wiped the freaking floor with them in the holiday bowl, but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be amazing. You get to get out in November and tell me that you're not gonna to want to go to to uh to LA in November to the Coliseum to watch a game? Oh hell yes I oh, would. Yeah
3: I would. Hell yeah, bro. yeah, I would.
2: And and USC playing a night game against Wisconsin or Ohio State in the middle of November? Snow flying? That's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. I'm sorry. Come on, this, is, this is great for the fans. It is. This is
3: yeah. This is this is real opportunity, right?
2: I mean, and some look. people. Well, we, yeah, but you can't get in the car and drive for four hours, right? But you can get on a right. plane and. Oh well, well, plane prices. Well, yeah, they're going to fluctuate. They'll eventually come down,
3: allegedly. I mean, you you also can be a responsible adult, and I don't know, maybe save for something like that. Uh-huh. maybe you won't be able to do something like that every year right but yeah every now and again yeah i mean come on i mean look i also I'm
2: traditional- have you ever been to ross aid stadium have you ever been to ryan freaking field here at, in evanston they're shithole stadiums
3: look i mean I, I'm, I i get it i'm a traditionalist guy it, it feels weird having some west coast teams in the big 10 it does it does it feels weird yeah but that it don't felt make it. We having
2: Nebraska in the Big Ten.
3: I, I, but that doesn't feel as weird to me. No, but it took
2: a long mm. time to get used to the Big Ten with divisions and a championship game and da 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 da. da. Now everybody, ooh, look at how bad the Big Ten West was last year,
3: or how competitive it was. But those divisions are going to be going away. By the way, yes, like, like exactly. The, 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 yeah, scheduling it, pods and and all
2: that. I, mm. I see. Here is the thing, though. I, I think when you have gone to the amount of teams that they've gone to, it's what now? 18, right?
3: Mm, uh, Let's think about this. I thought it was 16.
2: No, because that, so you added Nebraska, you were at 14, you're at 16, and now you're at 18 with Oregon and Washington.
3: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we have, we have 18. Mm. My suggestion would be go back that direction.
2: Or go go in a direction of of. Well, let's think about this. However many scheduling pods you want to go into, mm-hmm. and it, it go go in a direction of which you you're either going to play nine. Uh, or eight other teams and then two from the other division and you rotate through, right? I don't know how you handle it. Um, yeah, I I just think it would yeah. be interesting. I think scheduling is going to be interesting, because you can't really yeah. divide by four teams in a in a scheduling block either. Mm-mm. So, it'll be interesting it, to see it, how they handle this uh, going it, forward.
3: Then what what do you what do you also what do you do when you have a a tie of, say four teams that are it, undefeated? I it, mean, it's possible none of them
2: played each other, right? Okay. It, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Um, I think you have to go to a 10, 10 game schedule which is unfortunate for the MAC schools and the mountain West schools and all that. I understand that, but this should have been broken up a long time ago. They should have broken away from the NCAA model. They should have made it into, you know, 64 teams or whatever have you, right. Um, they could have protected the PAC 12. They could have regionalized all of it. They could have made it a crap ton of money off of television, right? They could have done it, but they didn't. And maybe we can. We, maybe we can go that direction in the future. Maybe that's the ultimate direction—is an absolute breakaway in which these top, you know, it's going to be the Big Ten. There's going to be a West Coast, a East Coast, a Midwest, and Down South, you know, type of a deal, right? And there's 64 or 80 some odd teams involved, right? Maybe that does happen. And we get some more regionality back in the mix. Maybe that does happen, but it allows for us to get to an actual playoff and an understanding on the field, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the ultimate irony in this is that this insanity gets us sanity in the end. I don't know. But speaking of insane, Pat, um, COVID, Insanity has not gone away. Why? Well, we saw a little bit of an uptick in the numbers of, of COVID, by the way, um, this early this month, an uptick, right? Which is ironic because it's exactly what we saw two years ago, a year ago. It's literally what we've been seeing the entire time. Ebb, flow, ebb, flow, ebb, flow. High, low, high, low, high, low. Weird. It's, it's almost like it's cyclical in nature seasonality and that's called for in some circles especially by the teachers unions and in others for we need to mask up and and everybody needs a booster shot and everybody got got to get vaccinated again right we've seen that that rise and call but i'm going to present to you um this pat as that call was coming, JAMA, the journal of the Association of uh Journal for American Medical Association or whatever, this is from August 4th. Prevalence and risk factors for school associated transmission of SARS-CoV-2. They asked a question for those of you not watching on the Rumble page. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking, by the way. What is the rate of secondary transmission of SARS CoV 2 in schools? And what factors are associated with transmission? That secondary transmission means it's passed beyond one person, right? Right. The findings. In this cohort study of 10 Massachusetts school districts, the secondary attack rate of SARS CoV 2 in schools was 2.2% during the 2020 and 2021 school year. Why is that important? because those are the two years in which we had no real vaccination scheme for children, right? And 2.8% in the fall of 2021. Factors associated with transmission in schools changed over time, although a greater social vulnerability index was associated with transmission in both periods. The meaning, these findings suggest that although transmission of SARS-CoV-2 in schools was uncommon, Ongoing surveillance efforts may be essential to ensure that both targeted resources and mitigation practices remain optimal and relevant for disease prevention. You might be asking um, uh, English, Andy. Yeah, a little bit. What it means is nobody was passing COVID from child to child in schools or child to adult or adult to child in school settings. And they knew it. And they should have known it. You want me to want angry Andy? You're going to get angry Andy when you mess with children like this. For two years, what did we do here in Chicago and elsewhere across this country? Uh, Remote learning for evs. And then, well, well, we're going to carve out some other non-medical reason for us pushing back on you opening up the schools. Turns out children were not transmitting the disease. If they got sick, they got sick. And that was it. A 2.2% transmission rate, Pat, a secondary transmission rate is bupkis. That means the vast majority, 98% of the time when your child got sick and had COVID, they could have been in the classroom because they weren't transmitting the In virus. To the... And remember, this was all about, well, we have to protect the adults because if they get COVID, ah, they weren't passing it to adults. They weren't passing it to children. They weren't passing it to anyone. That was, by the way, without your precious vaccine. And, Pat, just so we're clear on this, and everybody remembers what was going on back then, I present to you this mess.
4: Not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission. Uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We can kind of almost see the end. We're we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick.
0: Getting vaccinated and getting a booster shot when eligible can save your life and protect you and your family and friends from getting seriously ill and spreading infection.
4: What do you think the probability is,
0: 80%? Personally, I think it's 100%. I think that there's a reduction in transmission. COVID, if you have it
4: these vaccinations. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it, A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You want to be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. Now we know
0: that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops. With every vaccinated person, a vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end
2: of this.
4: But when we look at the emergency use optimization,
2: I just can't. I can't go beyond that. Because did you notice the date on that uh, Rachel Maddow? I mean, uh, Manca, I mean uh, Maddow.
3: Yes, I, 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 I did see the date on on his show, um,
2: March 29th of
3: twenty twenty one. Yes. What? In fact, a lot of, a lot of those clips were from March of twenty twenty one. Right. Quick question for you: what
2: pe- what pieces of data did they have that 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 those statements were true? what what none none Uh, how do we know that how do we know it because pfizer was never tracking transmission they never once not once in any of their pre uh release clinical trials or post were tracking transmission why were they not tracking transmission pat
3: probably because they knew it didn't stop transmission oh no 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 no. Mm. Because it's impossible to track. Yeah, there's that too, I guess.
2: Unless you know every step of every person every day, where they've been, what they've been doing, how they've been doing it, whom they interacted with, right? And that's why they wanted all the apps. That's why they wanted all the vaccine, you know, blah, 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 right? Without it, it's impossible to know that number. But how would you know that it would not be transmittable? You can actually test to see if that person would have the viral load to deliver to another person and that other person would be receptive to that viral load, right? That would be the other way of knowing it. Mm -hmm. Did we know that? No, no, it was an, it was impossible. Nobody had that information, literally nobody. And the vast majority of the information that was coming out by that point in time was, wait a second, um, um that it's not stopping me from getting sick. Uh oh, uh oh, that number's increasing. Uh oh, um, I'm passing it to other people in my house. Oh bleep, we were starting to actually see that information coming out because we were far enough in, in advanced enough into uh, the populations getting. The vaccine, quote unquote, which is just literally a nothing shot at this point in time. Like, I do not understand anybody today that gets that shot. It literally has no effect on your ability to get, prevent yourself from getting it, preventing anybody else from getting it, stopping it or stopping its reproduction in your system. And it has severe potential consequences, although <clears throat> rare, but severe potential consequences to your heart, to your nervous system, uh, for, for a thing that does nothing for you, literally. It's a it, placebo.
3: It, uh, we are literally relying on natural and herd immunity at this point.
2: As we should have been from the very get-go. Mm -hmm. which is what I advocated for for the longest time. The only way through this is to mire in the shit, if you will. The only way through this is to realize that we have got to get people to get it. And it's not COVID parties, right? That's not what I'm advocating for. But the reality is that we just have to let nature run its course. Right. Because we're not developing a vaccine that worked. But we we were told we were insane, and oh, by the way, your kids couldn't learn, and oh, by the way, some of your kids are now three, four grades behind where they should be in terms of comprehension of basics of math and reading and fundamentals, right? Mm -hmm. For 2.2%
3: transmissibility. I just have one question to all these people was it worth it
2: to Randy Weingartner or Weingarten to Rochelle Wielinski? I don't know to even a Ron DeSantis from this perspective, where the hell, what are you doing? Like where's the comeuppance now? Ron DeSantis had his comeuppance way earlier when he realized, Oh, believe I need to reverse course. Right. Right. (coughs) back the truck up, which is what they did. And they, they did something about it. And by the way, if you were in Florida, but your kids barely lost any instruction time, they might, they lost a couple of months of, of in-person learning.
3: By, by comparison to other places. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they are much better off with their kids than anywhere
2: else. That having been said, Where's Ron DeSantis right now demanding this reckoning as we watch this information come in front of us? There's nothing worse than what these assholes did to children. Period, point blank. They lied to you and I. We're adults. We can take that. And we can take it. But what you've done to the children, to this next generation, is indescribably bad. Go to hell after a fair trial, of course.
3: With that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. University of Utah hurt my feelings because they didn't join the Big Ten, so my Buckeyes could come play out here.
2: Fair enough. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547.